Welcome everyone to another edition of Drunk Agile. Um, maybe see, please see the previous two videos for 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 all, all the niceties of everything that we've been doing. We've got Nisha, we've got Pratik, we've got whiskey. Um, that's Pratik's uh, second or third one. I don't know. Uh, second, 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 second. <laughs> I don't know. I'm seeing double. So as far as I know, that could be your fourth one. It's it's it, it's second. Just the first one was a little a little heavier for for than usual. Yeah. So, um, so you're going to get all kinds of good stuff from us tonight. Uh, thank thank you everyone for joining. Um, Pratik, there was something that came up in the Pro Kanban uh, Slack community this uh, uh, today that I think I think warrants uh, a little bit deeper deeper conversation. Um, uh, kind of a great back and forth. And 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 the question or the discussion was around blockers. And specifically with blockers, uh, what data should you be collecting? How should you be analyzing that data? You know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So every, hopefully if, if you're watching this channel, you know about how we talk about how to visualize blockers and things like that. But specifically from a data perspective, what data can we or should we be gleaning or maybe potentially should not be gleaning, spoiler alert, uh, from blockers? Um, and what do we do with it? So I don't know, can, can you kick us off around, around? Yeah, I'll, 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 let me, let me actually say this one thing just before we get into the, that particular conversation, which is, uh, the pro Kanban.org Slack community is where we get a lot of the inspiration for the things we talk about. So, uh, do, do, do join that community if, if this stuff interests you and the conversations there is, are, are the ones we pull in here quite a bit. Uh, so yeah, the conversations around, um, what do we do when we mark something blocked? Um, and and even, even further, the data that we're collecting when we mark things blocked, like the reasons why things have been blocked, how long they've been blocked, what do we do with that data? Do, what, what is important, which, which of those things are important to collect and which of those things are, are potentially not important to collect? Dan, what do you think we should be doing with that data? <laughs> You're gonna let me go first, and and maybe piss some people off. Okay, fine, that's fine. Um, so so yeah. So number one, yes, I am in favor of tracking blockers. Yes, I'm a huge proponent of having your team should have some policies around defining what a blocker is, what a blocker isn't, uh, and how you track those things. Where I start to get a bit funny is about what, what we do with that data, because we, we have to be very, 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 very careful. A lot of times, these blockers will represent just noise in your system. In fact, by kind of by definition, the majority of the time, they're just going to represent noise in your system. So I'm going to come at it from a variation perspective. Pratik's going to come at this from a, from a, a different perspective in, in a little bit. Um, most of the time, those blockers represent noise in your system. So you can spend a lot of time tracking when uh, when when a blocker started and when a blocker finished and grab all that data and maybe even put it into, I, I believe there are some tools out there that you can put this stuff in and um, potentially make decisions on that. From a variation perspective, the only, I don't wanna say the only time, I shouldn't say the only time, but probably the biggest reason why I would ever care about a blocker is if that blocker represents assignable cause. Now, Pratik and I keep threatening about having doing doing a drunk agile series on variation, and that will come at some point. I don't know when, but it will come at some point. It'll probably be part of our. It'll almost certainly be part of our our cohort that we. Oh mentioned yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In that the last video, video. If, yeah. if we've talked about previous that. or next. 
whatever. We don't know. <laughs> whatever that order is. Um, but if that blocker becomes a, a, a signable cause, that to me is um, is when it's actionable. God, I hate, I hate to give Pretty credit. He had a great tweet uh, earlier this week where he talks about, you know, who cares about leading versus lagging? What we, what we really care about is actionable versus not actionable. Um, and to me, that's that's kind of separating out signal from noise. When you have a sign, when you have a blocker that is a signable cause, that's that's actionable. Now, how do I know if a blocker is a signable cause? How do I know that I should be taking action on it? I hate to break it to you. We're not going to cover that in this video. <laughs> that's for the variation series that's, that's coming later. But that's where I would draw the line. So yeah, maybe collect that data. But honestly, most of the time, you're probably not going to do anything with it unless you can can kind of quote unquote prove, not that you ever really prove a signable cause. Okay, so that's that's a, the variation side of things. Pratik, I think you had a, a kind of a, a, another take. Yeah, for, for me, for me, um, the the opposite of that, and I'm, I'm going to start with the variation side of it. The opposite of an assignable cause is is that common cause thing. It's like things that just happen all the time. And and as Dan said earlier, most of the time, these blockers are things that just happen all the time. And when things happen all the time, uh, waiting till a whole bunch of those have happened to figure out what to do about it might be way too late to do something about it. Uh, my preferred approach is let's let's do something while this thing is happening. Uh, uh, we, you've heard us talk over and over about how aging work in progress and the aging chart is probably the most important thing that you need to worry about. Guess what? When something is blocked, it's aging. It's, it's age is going up without you actually doing anything about it. That is the time to take action. Let's take action as early as possible. Um, Dan just talked about actionable versus non-actionable metrics. Well, let's take it. The further thing is, how early does a, does a metric uh, uh, prompt you to take action? And that's that's the place where I would go. Something is blocked. Well, what are we doing about it? How quickly do we take action about it? And that is where aging comes to your aid. How, how do we start fixing these problems immediately as they happen rather than waiting till a retrospective or a month down the line to figure out what to do about it. We, we talk over and over and over on this show about risk um, and really risk management comes down to uh, an economic decision. If we're talking about actionable versus non-actionable, it, it comes down to uh, a, an economic decision. When is it economically feasible, profitable, uh, whatever word you're, you're looking for there uh, to, to take that action? Now, certainly by looking at aging, you're getting an, you know, an, an early prompt anyway that, hey, there's, there's potential, potential problems here. Mm -hmm. you know? um, we certainly don't wanna let this, this get out of hand. Once it absolutely does get out of hand, and this is why I came, out, came at it from a variation perspective, once it actually gets out of hand by becoming a signable cause, that's when Stuart would say, hey, now, now we've got good justification for taking good economic justification uh, for taking action on, on, on this particular item. Uh, so you see, yeah, if we, if we find a blocker uh, and there's something that we can do about it immediately while we're looking at aging, by all means, of course, of course, I think you would. But especially, you know, especially if it becomes that assignable cause, um, 
not only would you have the ability to take action, I would say at that point, you have the responsibility because by definition, your process is unpredictable at that point. Yeah, we've said this, I would imagine at least five or six times on this podcast, the whole point of, uh, of these flow metrics of Kanban is to make you ask the right questions sooner. So we don't want to um, spend a lot of time collecting data and then reviewing it a month down the line or whatever. We want to use metrics and systems that allow us to take action and ask the right questions sooner. Um, and when we cannot take action, and even despite the fact that we're asking the right questions, that's when things are becoming assignable cause. That's when things are just aging and we cannot do anything about it. That's where, as I'm saying, we get to a completely different realm of, of what do we do about this thing that keeps happening and, and costs us a lot of money. So I was just thinking because, you know, I wasn't I don't listen to you when you talk. Um, yeah. I, I was just thinking, have we have we actually done an episode on some blocker policies? Have we ever done that? I can't. Um, I don't believe we have. We might have mentioned them, but I don't believe we have. So anyway, uh, leave us a comment, drop us a line or whatever, because again, this is probably not the video for that. But if you want us to go a little bit deeper into well, what are some of these blocker policies and what are some of the, what's some of that data that we should collect? We had, I mean, how many interesting conversations did we have at Ultimate Software around mm -hmm. this? We were trying to coordinate blockers across what, 30 engineering uh, teams? Yeah, 30 like to that. 50, they kept, kept increasing in number, so yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and you had the added complication of JIRA and how JIRA wants to handle or not handle blockers and, and things mm -hmm. like that. So uh, we can certainly get it, get into a lot of that. If, if, if you wanna hear more about those, those blocker policies, uh, that's yeah. what we're here for. That's what that's what this podcast is all about. Leave us a comment, drop us a line, whatever whatever you want to do. Um, anything else we want to say about uh, about actionable versus non actionable blockers and and things like that uh, for for now though. Yeah, I, 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 the only thing, and again, this is to repeat everything we've just said: <laughs> take action as early as possible. Don't wait to collect the data to take action. Okay. But then once you do have that, once you do have that clear signal. Yep. Um, if you're not taking action, then we can't help you, right? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't know what else to tell you, right? Um, so, uh, all right, that that's it. So, for for Nisha, for Pratik, uh, my name is Daniel Vacanti. Thank you so much for joining us in this episode of Drunk Agile, and we look forward to seeing you in the next video. Cheers, everyone.